Welcome to the YWAM Orlando Teaching Podcast. We share teachings and trainings that empower Christians to overcome fear and change the world by knowing God personally and making Him known to others. If you enjoy this content, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with others. We are excited. I'm sure some of you traveled a distance to get here, but I would bet that none of you traveled as far as our speaker traveled to get here. Well, he, didn't just come for this service tonight, but you can, pre- if it ministers to you, you can pretend. Um, Josh Cole is our speaker tonight. He is from New Zealand. Uh, he's a, yeah. Welcome, Josh. So, um, when you're ready, you can make your way up. But he's a second generation YWAMer, and him and his wife uh, lead the work in New Zealand called The Furnace. It's in the town that starts with a T that I will butcher if I try to say, so I'm just not going to... He said I can just say YWAM Furnace, so I'm going to do that. But yeah, he's here speaking um, in our discipleship training school this week and been a blessing in there, so we get to have some overflow of that blessing into our community night tonight. We're excited to hear what God is going to speak to us through Josh, so let me pray for you and you take it away. So God, thanks so much for Josh and just what you've been stirring on his heart to share with us. Holy Spirit, lead him and lead us to receive from you through him, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dean. YWAM Orlando, how are we doing tonight? And friends. Man, I feel so stirred in my spirit tonight. Wasn't that an awesome time of worship? Well, it's great to be here. We love YWAM Orlando. Uh, It's my first time to Florida. I love it. I love Michael Berg and the leadership team here and the staff have just been so awesome this week. And uh, Marty, my best mate here in the front row, we've been traveling together. We've just been in Colorado Springs here for a few days. We go back to New Zealand tomorrow. Um, as Dean said, lead the base at YWAM Furnace in a city called Tauranga in New Zealand. It's literally the furthest city from Jerusalem. So we, we claim to be the ends of the earth. I know a lot of people say they're at the ends of the earth, but we're actually it. So if you want to go to the ends of the earth, you've got to come to where we're at. All right. We're good. Everyone say, we're good. Good. I want to, uh, how many of you love YWAM? I love YWAM. I'm a second, second generation YWAMer. And uh, I love our values. And uh, one of our values is, is that we hear God's voice. And we obey and we don't quit. Everyone say, hear God. Hear God. Everyone say, obey. obey. And everyone say, don't quit. I want to talk tonight about stewarding the Word of the Lord and responding in faith. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, it says that we live by faith and not by sight. DTS, what do we do? We live by and not by faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Romans 10 verse 17. You guys got stuck there. <clears throat> faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so uh, a lot of our mission in the last 50 plus years are the stories of miracles and breakthrough and nations opening to the gospel and missionaries being sent out has been because somebody heard the word of the Lord and responded by faith and didn't quit. I wanna talk about stewarding the word of the Lord and responding by faith tonight. If you've got your Bibles, you can open to Luke chapter 24 and we're gonna kick it off in verse 13. It's one of my favorite stories. I'm gonna tell a couple of stories tonight. I hope that's okay with you. Now, a little context here. Jesus has just gone to the cross 
and he is risen from the dead. How many of you are thankful tonight that Jesus rose from the dead? I'm here tonight to tell you that right now there's a resurrected man seated at the right hand of Abba Father with burning eyes of fire and he's jealous for you and I to come into our destiny. I'm so thankful that he rose from the dead. And so what happens is he's just risen from the dead and that same day, look at this, verse 13, Luke 24, 13. It says, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about everything that had just happened, aka the cross and the death of Jesus and the burial. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus Himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising Him. So here's Jesus in a resurrected human body, and He's walking with two guys on a road, and it says they were kept from recognising Him. How many of you know one day we get a resurrected body? You don't sound that excited about that. Maybe the older ones in the room are a little more excited than the younger ones. I'm creeping up on 40, and I tell you what, I'm getting more and more excited about a resurrected body. But Jesus is resurrected from the dead, walking with two of the disciples, and it says they're kept from recognising Him. I wonder, in our resurrected body, if we have the capacity to kind of dial down the shock factor. Jesus is like, I'll just keep it at two for now, and He's walking along the road. It says, either way, it says they were kept from recognising Him. And He asked them, verse 17, what are you discussing as you're walking together? They stood still, and their faces were downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, Maybe that's why he was downcast. He's like, Mama, Mama, she called me Cleopas. <laughs> I hope there's no Cleopases in the room tonight. <laughs> we love you, Cleo. You're awesome. <laughs> Cleopas, he asked, Jesus, are you not only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened here in these days? What things? Jesus said, I love that. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? Oh man, Jesus has a sense of humour. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, and he was a prophet. He was powerful in word and deed before God and all the people, and the chief priests and the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was going to be the one who was going to redeem Israel, and what is more, it's the third day since all these things took place. In addition, some women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who had said that he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. He said to them, Jesus, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he exclaimed to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Somebody say, all of the scriptures. Could you imagine Jesus in a resurrected body preaching Jesus' Old Testament? Come on, how many of you want that message? I mean, if you wanna hear a message, there's gotta be nothing like the God-man preaching the God-man. I mean, that's, that's some kind of sermon. Verse 28, as they approached the village which they were going to, Jesus acted as if he was going farther. 
just pretending. But they urged him strongly, it says, stay with us for it is nearly evening. See, sometimes God gives a little bit of revelation or He speaks a word to us or He gives us promises and He sees what we're gonna do with it. Now these disciples, they urged Him, stay with us. Verse 30, when He was at the table, I love that Jesus just went in and stayed with them. He took the bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. He just dialed it up to 10.0. It's like, that was two on the road. Now you get the 10. Boom, their eyes are open. Then he disappeared from their sight. He just vanished. That's what I'm reading. How many of you would like to host maybe a king or a queen or a prime minister or a president in your home for a meal one night? And then you're sitting at the table and all of a sudden that prime minister, king, queen or president just vanishes. Does a magic trick, something. Just vanishes from your sight. Wouldn't you go, where is he? The vanishing man, where is he? not the disciples. Do you know the first thing that they said when he just vanished from their sight was this. Verse 32, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked to us on the road and he opened the word to us? Meaning this, that more impactful to their hearts than a vanishing man in front of them was a burning heart because he spoke to them. Sometimes we get so caught up in the physical circumstances and what's happening right in front of us. But right here we see that these disciples, their hearts are burning within them. There's something going on interiorly. What do you do with a word when God speaks to you? Do you host it? Do you steward it? Do you continue to respond in faith and keep pushing in and wanting more? Or do we become familiar or overly familiar with those promises and those words that God has spoken to us for some of us decades ago? There's a story about becoming familiar with God and His presence in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 6. If you've got your Bibles, just flick over there. This story provokes me so much. You guys alive tonight? Second Samuel chapter six is the story of the ark moving on from uh, Abinadab's house. It'd been there for about 20 years. The ark of the covenant, meaning the, the very presence, the manifest glory, the presence of God. And it was time to move the ark uh, on from there. And they were the intention was to take it up to Jerusalem. And what happened was Abinadab's two sons, Uzzah and Eloi, they were near the ark. And what happened is the ox stumbled and the ark began to fall. And Uzzah stretched out his hand and did what he wasn't supposed to do. He had become, I think, overly familiar with the ark. I mean, how many of you know if you've got something in your living room for 20 years, you become very familiar with that? 
And Uzzah, he goes, don't worry, I've got this. And he lost reverence and awe and the fear of the Lord around the presence and the Word of God. How many of you know it's really easy to do that? It's really, really easy to lose that sense of awe and wonder around the promises of God, the Word of God, the presence of God and worship and just turning up and just being faithful and hosting what God has spoken. Not just flippantly, but with reverence. And God struck Uzzah down and David became afraid. And so what happened was he took the ark to, a, to the house of a man named uh, Obed-Edom. Everyone say Obed-Edom. And he hosted the ark in his house for three months. And it says, look at this, in verse uh, chapter 11, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. He stewarded and hosted the presence of God and the ark of the covenant with reverence, with respect and awe. And what happened is it provoked David. He heard about the blessing that had come on the house of Obed-Edom and he went down to get the ark again, to bring it up to Jerusalem. It's so easy to lose reverence and our walk with the Lord. I know I've been in YWAM for now, I did my DTS in 2000. I grew up in YWAM. My parents have been in YWAM for about 42 years. It's easy to lose reverence and respect and awe of the Word of the Lord that He's spoken and the promises that He's given us. I know in this room tonight, there are so many dreams and so many promises and so many encounters from years past where we've all come to a place where we've had that respect and awe and, and wonder in our hearts towards the Lord. Am I right? Well, it says that in the Word that faith without action is dead. It actually requires us to be obedient when God speaks to actually do something with it, not just let it die or not just put it in a journal and hope that maybe one day something might happen and that everything will be handed on a silver plate. We've actually got to respond. We do the little part and then God does the big part. Someone say, we do the little part. And God does the big part. Come on, somebody. Preach to yourself tonight. All right, let's have a look at this third story. I just wanna end with this tonight. You guys okay? Yeah. I wanna challenge you. I, I feel like I've come from New Zealand to give you a little challenge tonight. If you look at Genesis chapter six, I love this story. It's the story of Noah. Noah's the 10th from Adam, the son of Lamech, who's the son of uh, Methuselah, who was the oldest man in the Bible, 967 years old. Anyone wanna live for 967 years? <laughs> Incidentally, Methuselah was the son of Enoch. Enoch walked with God for 300 years and God couldn't resist the way that he was addicted to him and, 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 and walked with him that he just took him up and he didn't taste the sting of death. Anyone want Enoch's life? <laughs> Again, some of the older ones in the room are like, I'll go, I'll, I'll go Enoch. But isn't it interesting that Enoch, who we, as far as I read, had the longest devotional life with the Lord, gave birth to a, a lo a, the longest uh, living man on the planet, 967 years. I don't think that's a coincidence. Anyway, here's Noah. 
And uh, we'll pick it up in verse eight. You know, the earth is, is very dark. There's a lot of sin and God is grieved and uh, he's got a strategy, a plan for the reset. And, uh, and it says in verse eight, Genesis 6, verse 8, that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. How many of you want to find favor in the eyes of the Lord? I know we all do. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It says that this is the account of Noah, that he was a righteous man. He was blameless amongst the people of his time, and, and he walked with God. Everyone say, walked with God. Walked with God means to be addicted to His presence, to be addicted to His Word, to be addicted to His ways, His character, and His nature, to walk with God. How many of you know that we're an addictive generation? We're addicted to so many things. We're addicted to media and Facebook and Instagram. Man, I, t I think it's time to get off Facebook and time to get into His book. Come on. It's time to stop bending the Word to fit our lives, and it's time to start bending our lives to fit the Word. Come on, somebody, you with me tonight? And so Noah is addicted to God's presence. He's addicted to his word. And could you imagine, maybe it happened a little something like this, and Noah's out there, he's having his little journal time with God, and he's like, God, I love you, I love your voice. Just speak to me. God's like, Noah, close your journal. Today's a little different. I'm sending rain. What's rain? See, the earth was watered from the springs of the deep. <laughs> What's rain? Ah, water from the sky, Noah. I want you to build me an ark, a boat. Uh, it's gonna be 450 feet by 75 feet by 45 feet, three stories, the pitch of the roof to 18 inches. Man, I tell you what, God loves to speak in detail. How many of you know God loves to speak in detail? Sometimes I think, we get so good or so familiar with the way God speaks to us that we like to finish His sentence for Him. And we walk in presumption at the Word of the Lord because we don't wanna seek Him out the detail. I think sometimes because of fear, because we don't know what He might say if we go that next level and we push in just a little deeper. And so God gives the strategy and He says, the boat's gonna become your home for your family and I'm um, sending animals. You're gonna be a zookeeper. <laughs> Could you imagine Noah carrying this crazy word from the Lord over his life and his generation? I mean, it's crazy. Put yourself in his shoes. I, th I think the real, the real hero of the story is actually Noah's wife. Could you imagine the day? I mean, the day happens. He got home, walks in the door, and his wife's like, honey, how was your day? That's kind of, I mean, I've been married for 13 years. I know when my wife says, how was your day? That's code word for tell me the deepest secrets of your heart. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> Which is also code word for, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, uh, God said, he's sending rain, got to build a boat, 450 feet, 75 feet, 45 feet, sending animals, going to be zookeepers, and there's going to be a flood. That was my day. <clears throat> She's the hero, I tell you. What do you do when God speaks something and it seems impossible? It seems, how could that ever be? Or He gives you a promise and you haven't fully realised it yet. What do you do? Well, Noah has to make a decision. Do I live my life by faith or do I just kind of carry on and, and go to my grave with a whole journal filled of promises that haven't been realized? 
Imagine the next day, he's probably like, boys, come with me, Shemham, Japheth, out the back to the woodshed, picks up some crazy looking axe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if a man can live for 967 years, how big were the trees before the flood? Probably pretty big. And Noah's like, all right, boys, we're going in the forest. Walks up to the tree. He's got a crazy word from God over his life over his generation, he's got a decision to make. Do I swing the axe by faith and believe that God is who he says that he is and that his word is gonna come to pass or do I go to my grave and just over-symbolize it, just say maybe it's for somebody else. And he's staring that thing. I could almost see just the fire in Noah's eyes, just like the determination. And he swings that axe, Bang! Could you imagine the echo of the sound of the axe on that very first swing? Birds flying. Could you imagine in the courtroom of heaven, on the sea of glass, mingled with fire, Revelation 15 too, and hundreds of millions of angels gathered before the Father on that fiery throne, the governmental center over all of created order, the emerald rainbow of mercy around Him, and the 24 elders, and can you imagine the echo of the sound of the axe reverberating through the courtroom of heaven? And the angel up the front row is like, Abba, how did you know he was gonna do it? Father's like, that's my boy, I knew it, yeah. See, I think God gets excited when we respond by faith, especially when it's impossible, because when it's impossible, that's where we have to lean and experience the supernatural power of God, the presence of God, the words, the community of believers around us. 10 years go by, no rain, and certainly no animals. 20 years go by, Hey, Noah, uh, 20 years ago, you came home. You said you heard God's voice. Really? What do you do? 50, 60, 70 years go by and you're swinging an ax because of faith, according to the word of the Lord, but no rain is falling and very little is moving and it seems like you're dry and you got nothing left to go on. What do you do? when you thought that it was meant to be one way and you got into the deal, but as you keep pouring yourself out and you're turning up, nothing's shifting. It seems like, oh, did I really hear God? Is that really you? Here's what you do. You keep on swinging the ax because God is not a man that he would lie and he's faithful to his word. Every time he speaks that word, it always hits its mark. And it will for your life and it will for YWAM Orlando, I promise you. And God is looking for a generation that will respond by faith according to the word of the Lord. 99 years go by. Hey Noah, get a real job, man. Why are you doing that YWAM thing? Go get some money. Go get your house and a picket fence and a little ankle bite a dog and 2.5 kids. Come on, Noah. <laughs> Why are you doing that Jesus missionary YWAM thing? Really? Waste of time, Noah. 
uh-uh. I know that voice. I know that voice and I know my God. I've got a track record of friendship with Him. And one day, maybe it happened a little like this. <laughs> little sheep come around the corner. I just chose sheep because I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> we got lots of sheep, way more than people. <laughs> Animals start coming, birds start flying. Maybe today's the day. You know, it says the Lord shut Noah and his family up into the ark. They're in the ark for seven days, filled with animals. I don't know what took more faith. Seven days in the ark with animals or a hundred years outside the ark with no animals. I don't know. (laughs) Oh man, I feel stirred tonight. He's in the ark. All of a sudden, maybe he put his head out the window and just one little drop from heaven. Hits him on the forehead. I'm telling you tonight that with one drop of water, the wisdom of Noah's lifestyle of radical obedience to the Word of the Lord and faith to respond and not quit was justified. In one drop of water with one second, what happened was Noah went from the most foolish man in the eyes of the world to the most wise and everyone wanted in his ark. Guys, it's time to build an ark. It's time to dream again. It's time to pick up those words that for some of you are from a long time past. And you know what those words are because you've been carrying them, but they've been lying dormant for a little while. And God's saying, now's the time. Now is the time to swing the ax and to believe God again because He's a God of miracles. He's a God of miracles. All right, I'm supposed to finish. I wanna ask a question. Have you heard these names? Samoa, Shaphat, Egal, Pelti, Amiel, Gadiel. What about Gadi? Sithur? Nabi, surely. Gul. You heard those names? What about these two? Caleb, Joshua. There's a reason why you didn't hear the first 10 names is because they didn't live their life from God's perspective, they lived from man's perspective. They looked at the circumstances through the natural eyes. Caleb and Joshua looked through the eyes of the Spirit. Come on, YWAM Orlando, it's time to look again. It's time to go again. I've been here, you got to huge campus here, and I could see it in my spirit, filled with young people, burning hearts at the Word of the Lord, ready to be launched into the nations for the harvest. I believe we're living in a time like no other in human history. I wanna finish tonight by showing you a video, and as you watch this video, I just want you to consider the Word of the Lord to you. Uh, In February of this year, YWAM New Zealand was given a, a ship to reach out to the isolated islands of the Pacific. And uh, Marty in the front row here has taken the baton. He, he, he responded by faith and said, Lord, I'll go, I'll take the ship. I'll, I'll manage and, and lead this ship. It's YWAM's 27th ship. And our vision is to use this ship, it's a 160 foot ship, to bring medical relief to the isolated islands of the Pacific. How many of you know that God loves China and India, but man, He loves the isolated islands and the ones. He loves the ones just as much as the hundreds of millions. 
And so we've got a burning heart to go to the isolated islands of the Pacific to bring relief and to bring the gospel and to bring hope and the message of the cross. And so I wanna show you a little video. We're literally building our ark. It's called the YWAM Koha, which means the gift. This is the name of the ship. We're literally building a ship so we can take it to the islands. I just wanna show you a little bit what's going on down under and then we'll finish tonight. But as you watch this, just consider and say, God, remind me of those words that you spoke to me. Remind me of those encounters. Is that okay? Can we watch this video tonight? This is far too big for us. We need $100,000 in the next five weeks. Our vision is to reach every inhabited island of the Pacific, to bring relief, to bring the gospel. This is way bigger than what we could do, but with God. It's time to dream again, people. It really is time. Now is the time for the harvest. The nations are crying out, will you come? Will you come? It's time for those dreams to come alive again. Some of you just need to sign up again tonight and just go, God, I'm sorry for being so overly familiar with your word. It's so flippant. God, I'm signing up again. I want a burning heart of love. I want a burning heart in the word. If that's you tonight, if you're just going, yep, I'm in. I want to respond by faith and not by sight. God, I want to live my life based upon your word. Just stand to your feet. I want to pray for you. tonight that you're a God who speaks. You're a God who speaks. God, all across this room tonight, would you cause the dreams to come alive again? Would you speak your Word and confirm your Word? Lord, I ask, Lord, for Waiwai Melando. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would bring it into a whole new dimension of walking by faith and not by sight. Lord, I thank You, God, that You're a God who speaks. You've been so faithful from ages past and You're the same today as You'll always be. Just for a moment, I just, I just wonder if some of you in the room just wanna speak out, just respond by faith. Just speak out just what it is that you're, you're signing up for tonight. Maybe it's a dream, just ask Him again. Ask Him again tonight. He's a God of miracles. Can we do that just together for a moment? Ready, go. Maybe you need a miracle. Just, just ask Him tonight. Maybe you need a personal breakthrough. Just ask Him tonight. He loves it when we come to Him. He loves the sound of our voice. Just pray breakthrough over every person in this room. Health and finance, relationships, family dynamics, breakthrough in Jesus' name. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. Lord, I ask tonight for a fresh impartation of faith to believe again, to swing the ax again, God. Lord, we declare tonight that we're gonna be a people that live by faith and not by sight. We're gonna hear God, we're gonna obey, and we're not gonna quit. Can we just say that together as we finish tonight? We're gonna hear God. Okay, one, two, three. We're gonna hear God. We're gonna, we're gonna obey. And we're not gonna quit. We're not gonna quit. We're not gonna quit. 
Jesus. You're so kind. You're so faithful. You're so merciful. We love you and we love your ways. And everybody said, Amen. Bless you. Thanks for listening to the YWAM Orlando Teaching Podcast. Would you like to be in the room during a training like this? If you're ready to devote this season of your life to learning to live fearlessly and change the world by knowing God and making Him known, then go to ywamorlando.com and apply for free to our Discipleship Training School.